this episode of Full Nerd is RTX winning Intel's li- uh, finger licking good. I forgot. It's it's a two's who got the two all beef patties. That's somebody else. All right, here two we go. Special sauce and cheese. What is that? That's oh, what that most Americans head. know. They don't know who their uh, congressional representative is, but they do know the the uh, uh, two the all ingredients beef of the Big Mac, which I cheese. agree with. McDonald's? The ingredients of the Big Mac is more reliable than your congressional representative. Okay, there we go. That's all the politics we're talking about. There we go. In this episode of The Full Nerd, is RTX winning Intel's finger-licking good 9th-gen CPUs and AMD Navi and Ryzen 3 coming out X? (laughs) Oh. uh, Did you not? What? Why is it? It's Oh, it's not a... We just fake it. We'll just no. It's, it's fun. Dun. Wait, let me play it. Oh, see, see, there we go. Yeah, let's just leave that in. Yeah, we'll just leave it. <laughs> it's not gonna work again. <laughs> Forget about it. Welcome to the Full Nerd episode eighty-five. I'm your host Gordon Mong with co-host Brad Charkas. Hello. And controlling the vertical and horizontal is Adam. I just realized somebody uh, somebody had turned off autoplay, so I switched to it, but it didn't automatically play. That's like a, a function in there. I, did, I didn't do it. It was the computer, man. Oh, you mean like it. Yeah. YouTube or Netflix auto? You have to turn no, that no, off. No, not the autoplay. The, uh, in, in live stream, when I switched to the video, it should autoplay it, uh, but it didn't So because somebody turned the checkbox off. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. Mm, yeah, sure. Han Solo, Han Solo excuse there. Dang it. For yeah. people who realize Han Solo who he is. Who, who he is. But we're here. We're here despite we're the here. illnesses. Uh, Everybody's I'm sick. S- sorry about last week. last week. Uh, I was sick. I mean, I'm still sick. Elena's not here. Uh, I have it on good authority. She's also sick. Uh, so, yeah. Are you allowed to By talk good, about that? good authority, you mean uh, she said she was sick. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, but I don't know if that was her or if somebody hacked into her Slack account. You know, I haven't seen her, so... Wait, know. you mean she's been kidnapped or something like that? Who knows? By her cat? I don't know. I mean, she's got that yeah. crazy cat. Yeah. It could be that. <laughs> she sure does. The cat is, yeah. Could have taken her hostage or something. And the cat's out of the bag because RTX is good, right? It is. RTX is winning. Yeah. Apparently. Is, is it? the news. Is it? Is that is Ray Tracing finally winning? Ray Tracing is winning. DLSS had a rough week. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you say that? <laughs> So last week was a big week for uh, NVIDIA's RTX technology. Uh, Battlefield 5 added DLSS, deep learning, super sampling. Uh, Metro Exodus came out, uh, got 4.5 out of 5 stars from us. It's a great game. Wow. Uh, it launched with NVIDIA Ansel, uh, DLSS, and ray tracing. Uh, and playing that game with ray tracing on is mind-blowing it completely changes the feel of the game it's not just a gimmick like it it adds a hundred percent to the dark sneaker stalker s vibes that that game has really i have not looked at any of the videos so i i really should try it but it really because i mean it's that significant it's a significant difference in gameplay feel um we actually did a video that you could find on our youtube channel me adam and hayden we're playing and talking over it uh, and I've been playing it myself over the weekend a little bit, and it makes such a huge difference to ray tracing. It's amazing. So I, w- I would like to say that the uh, somebody in the chat, Logirex, says uh, it's obviously winning because uh, there's two RTX games in six months. 
<laughs> that's well, fair. Yeah, right. right, yeah, right. <laughs> there, there was other uh, ray tracing news, though, right? Didn't I, I? Although I, it's not clear to me what's going on, but I, it sounds like Jensen has basically confirmed that uh, Unreal will implement ray tracing in the next version, next engine, right? And uh, I think this is something like that. Yeah, he said something like that. I don't think actually Epic has actually confirmed that, but you know, it's clear that they're from their dismal earnings call last week. It was at least that was some good news. And then the other thing is that. Uh, I guess they they say they're working with all developers, every developer on implementing ray tracing. Every developer. Every developer. All of them. Even the <laughs> ones fake the little pixel art games. <laughs> Although I guess it really is every developer they are working with, they are working on getting ray tracing mm-hmm. into their games, right? Yeah, yeah. And this Metro Exodus is actually the first game to use uh, global illumination, which is basically it realistically models the sun and the moon basically uh which this is uh it's split into levels but it's mostly a a big open world ish kind of game that is very stalker-esque if you played stalker back in the day uh and it makes such a huge difference like the game is so much harder so much more tense so much like it's just it's darker where it makes sense and it's brighter where it makes sense and it makes a huge difference uh, it also makes a huge performance impact, yeah, uh, <laughs> but much less so than we saw originally with uh, Battlefield Five, which their version of ray tracing was basically only doing reflections. So you had the fancy reflections in windows and puddles, whereas you know Metro's global illumination. Uh, so Metro also launched with DLSS, deep learning, super sampling. Battlefield Five also launched that last week. They issued an update and. Uh, it does improve performance in those games, but without having hard benchmarks in front of me, because we had a long weekend and I didn't spend it all weekend uh, benchmarking things, I just played Metro and had fun. Uh, some people have issue with the way DLSS is implemented in Battlefield Five and Metro both, because the picture is noticeably blurrier than it is standardly. Yeah, is standardly a word? I don't think normally. So (laughs) it is blurrier with DLS on, and the whole idea was it was supposed to improve it, though, right? It sort of give you almost the same sharpness. The idea is to yeah be uh, roughly the same video video visual quality as you know TAA, uh, but with less of a performance impact. It definitely lessens the performance impact. Like you get many more frames per second when you have DLSS on. But it looks it's not I wouldn't go as so far to say as like it looks like Vaseline is smeared on the screen, but textures are noticeably softer. I mean, like the games just feel softer. And, and I mean, it, it, it just it looks like you're you're down down sampling when you should actually be up sampling, you know, like you're taking a 1440 trying to make it a 4K, but it still looks 1440. Uh, yeah. huh. That doesn't sound and, like and a I, win to me. <clears throat> And on top of that, uh, it turns out there's a lot of resolution limitations and workload limitations yeah. that DLSS apparently has that was not made clear when it was announced. When it was announced, NVIDIA made it sound like, look, we're using these tensor cores in our RTX GPUs. It's going to make all these games run great with no big loss and visual impact. Uh, these first, not is this the first two? No, Final Fantasy 15 yeah. also had it. Uh, but yeah, these are two big high-profile games that have it, and there is a loss in visual fidelity. Um, I think it's worthwhile when you're playing ray tracing, at least playing with ray tracing, at least in Metro, it's worth it to turn on DLSS to get some of that frame rate back. Uh, 
to have those awesome global illumination ray tracing going on because it does make that much of a difference uh but yeah uh Slightly so there softer. are resol- yeah it's softer and there's a uh, resolution resolution limitations so you can play it at 4k if you have rtx enabled in some situations you can play it at 1440p these games in certain situations as well like because apparently the way dlss works is that your gpu needs to be under significant load for it to make a big difference so if you're not pushing your gpu mega hard then nvidia says you know there's no point using it so they're only allowing dlss in ultra strenuous situations such as running at 4k or 1440p with rtx on if you have rtx off you can't run dlss uh, huh. 1080p is the same deal. Um, they don't have ultra wide support in Battlefield Five, at least right off the bat. Like, there's a whole big like. If I think it was Tech Power Up made a chart of when DLSS can be supported by your monitor setup and graphic settings in a game, and when <laughs> it's not. So it's not like you can just turn it on and it'll work no matter what you're doing. It's restricted to certain resolutions and graphic settings so and nvidia put out a post recently i'm not sure when it is i have it up right here right now where uh one of their senior people put out a post answering questions about this and they say they're working on it you know it's a 40 percent improvement we're working on it we're starting to add because the whole thing with dlss is it runs through nvidia's supercomputers and then what it gets from that is what it pushes out to the graphics cards they say they're working on it with their supercomputers but uh yeah, the initial out-of-the-bat DLSS was not super impressive visually and in terms of widespread monitor support for both Battlefield 5 and Metro Exodus. That's, that seems like a kind of a bummer. Is it, is it just, but is it, is it just simply, a, a, you know, this is early technology and it's going to improve as we get along and we process all this, or is this simply a, a technical limitation, I guess? Um, or marketing, It sounds like I it's guess. kind of a mix because, uh, like, they say they're working on their system. They're training it to do better at these different things that aren't supported yet, one. Uh, and they say they have an update coming that improves DLS sharpness and overall image quality for Metro Exodus that didn't make it into day of launch. If you remember back when uh, Ray Tracing launched in Battlefield Five, the performance was noticeable, significant impact. Uh, and an update that came out later, you know, mitigated that to a large degree so dlss is an nvidia black box technology basically and they are working on it and it can get better and i have no doubt that it will get better uh in these games because they've been working real hard at when these things come out to you know improve what we got but yeah uh maybe think about not using dlss in those right now (laughs) well and here's here's a good question uh that maybe it was mentioned uh in one of his long talks uh but i didn't fully understand it but um how come you can't use DLS- dlss without rtx like like how can't you say hey you know what i'm not i'm not gonna run ray tracing you know i just want a better fps in the normal you know um, in my normal settings yeah and that's I'm, my question too i'm not 100 percent sure they haven't been terribly uh transparent in exactly how dlss works behind the scenes right i'm not sure if it's tied into rtx or dxr uh direct x ray tracing api uh 
they're saying right now that it's tied to GPU workload and you you need RTX on and these high resolutions to you know put the enough stress on the GPU to make it worthwhile because otherwise yeah. your computer just render render it fast enough. That being said, uh, as far as the image quality goes, it makes sense that something like 1080p, the image quality is significantly more soft with these games. And that makes sense, as they say, NVIDIA in its posts for 4K DLSS, they have 3.5 to 5.5 million pixels to work with. Because what DLSS does is it uses its AI to, you know, figure out what pixels are missing and automatically generate them so your GPU is doing less work. Whereas at 1080p, it only has about a million pixels. So, you know, significantly less so yeah so i mean but it, it, it sounds like it's fair too right it's like well, what the hell do you need dlss for to run this game at 1080p because you, you don't really need it you can just run it with it off and get your sharper textures too so what's you know mm-hmm. you really don't need it but we're saying but i'm i'm just i'm just trying to f- figure out like this whole being tied to rtx because you know in videos they're always guilty before they're Anything. It's like, is, are they trying to say, like, we're not going to let you use this cool feature unless you do ray tracing? And that's the other thing. It's, I'm sure people are grind, gears are grinding somewhere to like, they're trying to tie these two things together to force it. But it also could be like what you're saying is like, what's the point, right? You don't need, if you're not running ray tracing, what the hell do you need to turn on DLSS for, right? It's just because you've got so much excessive frame rate, it doesn't matter. Yep. Yeah, they. I mean, it's not clear right now. It's not clear what the the limitation there is. I don't know if it's a technical limitation. I don't know if it's simply when they train their supercomputer on these games, they have to train it around specific, like, they have to match all the quality, uh, visual quality settings and options. Uh, I don't know. Um, uh, but it makes sense that they would pair DLSS with RTX, though, because RTX does hit frame rate so hard, and DLSS, you know, grabs some of that back. Yeah, but imagine if you could get that extra frame, you know, in CSGO. Normal, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. And, and, and Peter, a uh, friend of the show, Peter, uh, saying, you know, and I I didn't look up the validity of this, uh, but he says uh, DSLS is uh, upscaling with something similar to checkerboard rendering executed by the ai work on the graphics while playing the game so you know which makes sense why it's, you could hit you could have a little bit of a hit on fidelity because you're doing yeah, the, the scaling there yeah uh, that's broadly correct yeah uh but yeah the, the, and somebody else uh sorry it, it flew by uh asked the question does this does this mean that you're you always need to be connected to the internet to have that work no no it comes down to your drivers got it uh and again we're talking about the negatives of dlss right now but i think it's still a really cool new technology and i don't want to take away from the ray tracing implementation in metro it's amazing like it's it's like literally game changing to me wow okay and you know i'll piggyback off that you know i i i adam uh uh go ahead uh so you have not heard adam's trash talking Uh (laughs) i I wouldn't call it trash talking you know but uh, i think it's more like hey you know uh, and a lot of people in the chat feel the same way that you know you know, either that it's uh, underbaked or it's not, you know, widespread utilized. You know, we're we're paying for extra on the card when we're not mm-hmm. getting enough, you know, payback uh-huh. right now. Uh, all that, all that kind of stuff. But I will say, with the Metro situation, this is the first time I was jealous that I didn't have an RTX card. 
Really? Playing, playing Interesting. Yeah. But uh, so, so many people are saying <laughs> they don't think this is real at all, and they wanted 100% on day one at launch. I mean, it's it's still not ready. It's still two games in six months, you know, so yeah. whatever. Like, I, I don't think that negates that. Uh, but for me, you know, like Brad said, Hayden came in here. Uh, we fired up on our, our 2080 Ti, um, you know, and Hayden hadn't seen... The RTX version so he, he was talking about how he was playing it at home you know and then we were kind of comparing in the video you should definitely watch the video it's a good video and and even even he kind of turned around by the end of the video really? you know he was just like oh wow this this could significantly impact the way you play this game because of the lighting you know it, it's so stealthy it's so sneaky it's a, a lot to do with light and shadows and it could have a huge impact on you actually playing the game the promise of battlefield was you know you know the reflections and maybe you get a tactical advantage by seeing somebody in a reflection that you yeah, wouldn't have sure. earlier but you know but this like this fundamentally changes what you're playing and i'll say you know e even then i was like wow that, that's pretty awesome but it, honestly it wasn't until i watched um uh god Eurogamers um digital foundry digital foundry video about ray tracing on the pc that is an amazing video you should definitely go watch that i love what they do and they showed some side-by-side -side comparisons of like time of day stuff different lighting sources and i was just like wow this like i got jealous i was just like this looks complete like a completely different game uh, under those circumstances and I, I i got to play some of it this weekend and you know i just kept in the back of my mind i was like oh man it, it, it could be looking different it could be looking different oh. uh, and, and hayden actually came into that stream right before we started he's like yeah they just emailed me about this saying yeah. you don't really notice it in screenshots it's more of a feel thing so i don't really expect it to be that much of a deal because yeah, yeah feel whatever <laughs> but then he played it and by the end of it he's like wow that makes a tremendous difference it's true it's true uh yeah so i hey does this negate the fact that these are more expensive cards does this negate that the fact that you know game support is still rolling out at a snail's pace uh no you know uh but at the same time this is this is the first time where i, I was able to look at one and be like oh okay you know that i'm i'm a little jealous you know it's proof and, of the potential yeah proof of the potential and maybe when prices come down and i can afford one on my own then uh <laughs> then i would pon pony up for one and then more games like, are out like battlefield 5 is a great game it's probably not the best you know showcase for ray tracing because it's fast-paced <laughs> it's a shooter you know you're blowing stuff up and driving tanks down the road yeah. metro is slower paced and sneaky Very the whole slow. thing's based on light it it just fits it perfectly. Yep. Although I, I do have a question though, because I I, I want to know because it and I really need to fire up Metro and turn on DLSS. Are people trying to get get it both ways? Because it's like, are they saying that? Oh, because I mean, clearly people are going to say soft textures. When you say soft textures to me, it, that's like the thing that bugs me the most, probably. That's the DSLS thing, though. Yeah, we're, we're, we're talking DLSS, about the global illumination. But I mean, for the DLS DLSS thing, I'm kind of wondering. Is it so bad? Because I understand in, in in Battlefield, it's like you're not going to stop and look at this puddle and look around, right? So people are saying, well, it's worth this technology. But then are you really going to look at these softer textures with DLSS and get do the full freak out is you know you can't you can't say i don't care about visual quality i won't see anything oh how come my textures are so you know you gotta where, where's the is it is it being unfair i mean can you say these are these seems like they're at odds with each other 
I wish that DL the DLSS algorithm was better out of the gate because they work in tandem, like we said. You know, global illumination, ray tracing will tank your frame rate. DLSS, pardon me. Theoretically, we'll we'll bring it back. And it's a bummer that the DLSS is so soft in Metro out of the gate and, and Battlefield Five, but Metro especially because, I mean, that game it really is the showcase for ray tracing technology and. The way the DLSS works is all based on the AI. Like I said, I have no doubt that as they have more time to feed that into the machine, it will get less blurry. It will get better looking. Uh, but out of the gate, it's it's not. Well, and also, I mean, they're uh, ray tracing. You know, the, like there's more to do uh, on the back end as well. I mean, I think I think DLSS is just one part of it. Trying to say, hey, when you turn RTX on, DLSS is there to to bring it back up. But I think also yeah. in the future, you know, as as ray tracing is is more integrated into it, uh, hopefully it won't take as much of a hit. I mean, Battlefield, you saw them put a patch and and it significantly, you know, increase the performance, and that was without DSLS. So you know, like the, I think it's it's two separate things there. I'm looking forward. If you look at the list of RTX games that are be coming out, there are some that do ray tracing, and there are a lot that plan to support DLSS. I'm going to be very curious to see the benefit that DLSS brings in those games that don't have ray tracing. Yeah, and especially because it sounds like, I, I guess it's just the game implementations. Like those current games that 4K, you can run it at 4K, but you can't run it at 1080p. That's, I don't, I'm just trying to think about, it's going to be, those will be the same things. Those games that have DLS, DLSS, only 4K, but not 1080p. Same Same issue, I guess. We'll have to see how it all works out. This is all on NVIDIA and what they train. It's it's complicated. Like, each game is different. Tech Power Up, like I said, has uh, has a great... They've been digging into it. They have a couple of great charts made up that tell you when you can use it and when you can't. And it's a bit scattershot. So well, we'll have to see if that's standard going forward. Maybe the games launch with 4K and 1440 support to be able to back up ray tracing at the resolutions that RTX graphics cards will likely be playing at. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then they backfill it later. Well, it's interesting because I did the same thing when I was reviewing the MSI G75 with the, you know, 2080 Max-Q. I was like, oh, let me fire up uh, Final Fantasy because they're like, hey, check this out. This benchmark has DLSS. It's like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> it's a 1080p screen, 144. Yeah. It's like, I could hook this up to an external 4K monitor, but it's just not, not realistic. To me, it was just sort of like... What was the point of DLSS in, on a 1080p laptop then? You know? What made it uh, more frustrating for me is that the game and you know pop-ups from the NVIDIA uh, Shadowplay doesn't make it clear why DLSS doesn't work. Like when we were doing the stream with Hayden, yep. we couldn't figure out why DLSS wouldn't stick. Uh, it turns out because we were playing at 1080p, 1440, For but there's the nothing in the game that says that. There's nothing that pops up that says, hey, this can't work. There's no tooltip that says you need to be RTX on a 1440. Yeah, you. It's would, just like this isn't working. I don't you, know what's happening. This game launches tomorrow. Yeah, you would <laughs> you would click the box uh, and then hit accept, and then you would go back in, and the box is unclicked, and we were just like, huh, okay, we weren't quite sure what was going on there. So you know, it needed it, part of that's the developers. They easily could have done some sort of oh, not easily, but they could have included some sort of tooltip to say, hey, you know, in order for this to to stick, you know. These are the parameters, but maybe they didn't even know, uh, you know, so 
Yeah. All right, well, let me ask you this, because I want to get back to the original supposition, I think might be the correct use. Could yes, also sir. be suppository. Is <laughs> RTX winning? Here's my question, Brad and Adam and Elena, who's probably watching this at home. I originally Hi, went out when the RTX 2080 launched, bought a 2080, 700 bucks, right? And I said, you know what? Elena and Adam... And Brad have convinced me. I don't know if you were on that train. You convinced me I should have bought a 1080 Ti. So I went and I, I waited. I took that 2080 back to the store, got a 1080 Ti. They charged me 10, 10% restocking fee. Well, that was just dumb. Now I'm at the very end. I can still take that card back to the store. I'm, of course, making this all up. <laughs> yeah. Just to so make you, fun of you. you I can now that. take that 1080 Ti that everybody said I should <laughs> buy instead of a 2080. And now it's a 20% restock fee because I've already brought the card back once. <laughs> well, should I? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> no, I'm just, I just. I, I, I know, I know. I'm just saying everybody no, no, was you saying it was a mistake. For people to buy the 2080, they should have bought a 1080 well, Ti for full MSRP after two years of being on the market. What what should people do? Now? I still I still think that was the right advice at the time, and that's what you should have done at the time. Yeah. Uh, but now you know Pascal, the older GTX 10 series cards are pretty much getting out of stock, and you got to pay like nine hundred bucks for a 1080 Ti. So don't bother. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if it's the same price or more, then it doesn't make sense. But we were talking about, hey, you know, 1080 Ti for a couple hundred dollars. No, it know. was not. Oh, come on. It was at least a hundred bucks. Yeah, at least a hundred dollars. I consider even with Metro looking so amazing and really proving the potential of this technology at this point, I still couldn't say buy this because of ray tracing yet. You shouldn't buy anything for just one game. Well, yeah. I well let me let me tell you this because look, I got like three hours before I can bring this card back, or I'm stuck with it forever. Adam, Elena, and Brad <laughs> forever. Do I take this card back now? And exchange it for 2080, or I stick with my 1080 Ti. If you have a 10 a GTX 1080 Ti, right. stick with it. There's no reason yep. to upgrade. Yep. But I can do it for free. Okay. No, you just said it was a 20% restocking fee, no, Gordon. Well, here's here's the thing. <laughs> what I'm saying is, if you're going to go out and buy a card now, clearly it's been. I it it feels like it's been what four months of just just hand wringing and hand wringing. I've never seen on a launch. If you were to do it today. Today, I could buy a 1080 Ti for, I don't know, what the hell they're even going for these days. Or I could buy a 2080. What would mm -hmm. you buy at this point? I mean, if it's, or already if it's, on 7, I guess. But it would look, like we just said, if it's the same price or more, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. What if yeah, it's the same price? It doesn't make sense. Okay, look. My dog. Yeah, go for, I, if it's the same price, you go for the 2080. That's what I, back in the day we were saying, go for the 1080 Ti's because they were 100 to $200 less than a 2080. Uh, I still don't Barely. think like just because ray tracing exists in two games now and come into more and it's amazing like it I can't stress enough amazing in one how game. much of a difference it makes in Metro <laughs> it really uh, is. like it doesn't negate like AMD's existence like no. you know what I mean there's and it's also not it, a must have uh, go no. get it yeah like even though like <laughs> I felt I felt you know which is wow I, I'm I'm a little jealous you know like uh, I could be jealous of somebody going and driving a Tesla around but that doesn't mean I should go buy one you know like you know I'm, I'm gonna wait until it makes sense for me and one one game isn't enough for me to make sense yeah 
I think I think whenever you're looking for a graphics card, you're looking for a graphics card that fits your needs in your budget. And I think at this point, you know, six months after the RTX series launched, if you're looking for a card in that higher end, mid, you know, 1440, 4K kind of card, if you're looking to go buy a card and you're probably going to buy NVIDIA unless you want the Radeon 7. Uh, and at this point, the RTX are what you're going to get. So it's kind of a moot point. Okay. So here, I want to ask you advice then. Um uh, sorry, I, I love just just turning street people. I, I, the actual practical advice to people is, okay, my pit bull. Well, actually, no. <laughs> that's, that's not practical advice. No, my pit bull has just chewed up my card because on the side, I you know I I run a underground gang in East Oakland, and with the pit bull training, no, they true. ate some of the video cards. So, okay, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Here, here's my question. What is your advice for me? I am running a, a currently I'm running a 1080. Okay. Well, I guess 1080 Ti I'd probably. Be. I I no, have a 1080 no. Ti. I bought it eight months ago. Perfectly happy with it. Should I go out and buy a 2080 today? Today? Not whatsoever. You might want to consider buying a 2080 Ti if you want to spend 1,200 bucks on a graphics card. Mm, no, but not unless I'm running uh, that. 10, uh, 1080 Ti to a 2080 is no performance difference outside of these ray tracing and DLSS technologies, and I don't consider that worth the investment right now. Oh, Brad, I, I that's a side grade. I, I was incorrect. Um, I didn't know what's in my machine. Turns out I have a 980, so I have a 980 <laughs> Ti. Should I do okay. a 2080? If that's what you're looking for, if you're looking to uh, start doing 4K gaming or ultra high refresh 1440p, definitely consider the RTX 2080. Oh yeah, no, the 980 Ti at 1080p is still not bad. No, it's great. Yeah, yeah, it's still a good card. It's loud though, but uh, here, actually, no, I was wrong. <laughs> I don't even know. I just buy whatever there he has is. A 460. I have actually a 680. <laughs> so I have a 680 in is, SLI. I tell you, if you've got a 680, go out there and get yourself like <laughs> whatever uh, anything. GTX 1050, and it will blow you up. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, no, I, I just kind of wonder. I'm, you know, I sort of think the people who buy a high end, if you have an 88 series card, you sort of yeah. like high end. Of course, yeah. these days it's sort of like been turned into a seven series card. But going, I'm wondering if it makes sense if you are looking for a replacement for six eighty is getting pretty long in the tooth, right? That's that's yeah, pretty long in the yeah, tooth. That... Is it worth it? Now, I I guess I'm trying Definitely. to make you pick between buying a GTX or an RTX or a Radeon card. Where, <laughs> where would you go? I mean, I, I that's what I'm just thinking because it. I swear to God, hearing you both say like, oh, my God, it was such a game changer to have this RTX mode on in in Metro. It makes me think, well, hell, I don't want to I don't want to invest in a card today that I'm going to have that feeling. Well, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's still budgets, because if you can't afford that card now and maybe you can't afford that in the future, whatever. You know, it's like, hey, you know, if if I need to get a Radeon, if I need to get a 580, 590, you can get three free games or something, you know, like you still getting a, a damn good bang for your buck there. No, it's you know? you're right. Like, I mean, and so even if even if you if you can't afford it, you know, that and and that's a lot of people are saying in chat, it's it's the price thing. You know, they they still feel yeah. that it's it's jumped too high, too far, too fast. You know, and, that was that was, that was the real stickler. Like I think we discussed this on the last episode many times in the past with the RTX launch is that they didn't offer much traditional gaming performance boost for the same price as these two-year-old cards. 
at this point, those two-year-old cards are phased out. If you want to try to get a 1080 Ti, it's going to cost you more than you should ever pay for it. So your only realistic option is to buy an RTX card, and there's no reason not to, I would say. Yeah, I mean, Brett puts it right here. You know, the fact that the debate is uh, for cards over $500. If you can afford a card under 500, over $500, then yeah, you're, you know, whatever. I But I guess the thing is, I again, I think back in August when these came out and everybody just screamed bloody hell, the difference of $150 between the 1080 Ti and the, the 2080 for potentially more, potentially more, and it sounds like we're actually starting to see some of that potential, you know, come to fruition in, in, now. Still in two games. Uh, still, the DLSS implementation makes everybody kind of go, eh, you know, that doesn't work with my monitor. And if it does, it's a little bit blurry. So it's not perfect, the DLSS implementation. So, I mean, yes, Metro's ray tracing is mind-blowing. But realistically speaking, it's still two games and the DLSS is kind of, eh. So I, I don't consider... The promise of ray tracing to be worth the $150 premium that we were arguing for back in the day. I still firmly stand by the, you should get a GTX 1080 Ti back in those days. <laughs> Brad is staying the course. Stay the I course. Am. I will die on this hill. Yep. <laughs> I'm just trying to said, get someone to say they is wrong. They is wrong. No. I was wrong. That doesn't happen. Because I say it all either. the time. But <laughs> Well, a lot of people in chat are saying that NVIDIA is wrong. Uh, about so. what? Oh, well, what, what? What's the chat saying? What are they? They are they disagreeing? Yeah, everyone I'm says. Just to everyone get says angry. it's uh, you know it's it's BS. Nvidia still screwing us over. Oh, uh, no I tell you, I am bummed by the fact that pricing bumped up this generation, and there was no price to performance increase very much. But like I've said again before, you need to launch dedicated hardware and new technology like this. You need to have a time to do it like it doesn't just magically happen like you need to put the hardware out there and then developers will make stuff for it and whatnot and nvidia was so far ahead of amd that this is the right time for them to do this and even though it sucks that prices are higher right now my hope is next generation you know they'll have the kinks worked out and we'll start to see somewhat more sane you know pricing maybe next time around the 3080 will be faster than the 2080 ti or whatever yeah, so. everyone just chimed in because the, the, the chat caught up and just said uh, prices bumped up hundreds of dollars. Uh, yeah, bumped up way way disproportionately to the performance. For, for well, not for really, games. because in ray tracing performance, you got like about a, about 10 million percent. <laughs> I forgot. No, but I, I, I do. I just I just I want to go back to what you said, Brad, at the original <laughs> launch, and I want to make people remember this because Brad was, I think, he had the best advice. No, people don't. Adam is, I, he thinks I'm going to throw some oh, shade. I thought you were going to say something. When we, when right, when the the RTX was first announced and everything, and Brad was saying, you know, looking at the performance, it may not be enough. We're basically going to sort of you're going to you're going to get these cards that are going to be like eh, performance is going to be a little spotty. Wait for the seven nanometer version of this. Probably you'll get the best implementation of it. Right. The second gen. You yeah. never want to be the first generation. Anytime there's a new car design, you never want to be the new car design. You want to get the second or third year. I mean, that's for the a lot of things. Yeah. Everything, that's kind right? of what I was. That's kind of what I was dancing around earlier when I said, hopefully next time around, like this is the first iteration. We're getting this out of the way now while they have the lead. 
Right. Hopefully, it's, the next one. But I think it's a lot more enticing. You should get credit, for, and I do think because it, it was like, yeah, you know, not saying it's a bad thing, but wait for the next generation if you can. Mm-hmm. My argument, of course, back then was, you know what, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna spend more than five hundred dollars for old technology when I know new technology's here. So we're both right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we have been on this topic oh, for have. a while, and we've All got right. other stuff to talk about, including... It's a good topic. It, it's it a, good a good topic. topic. It's a good topic. It's well, just... you know, yeah, maybe we just go shorter on those. I do want to get to some viewer Q&A, though. I don't want to skip over that, because we have, we've got some awesome questions in our Discord channel, which I will pimp right here if you need to... Uh, to get into uh, the Full Nerds Discord channel, I'm I'm putting a. Do you want to ask questions link, or link in the chat right now? No, I'm just saying like I don't want to I don't want to gloss over the Q and A section at the end, okay? Because uh, we're going long, so yeah. Let, let's let's move on to the next one. Uh, and if you have questions on the Discord, you should go in there. Or if you want to f- see deals, people putting deals in there, chatting with us about uh, games and all that fun stuff, come join us over there. So anyway, that was my pimp for Discord. Oh, I thought we were asking questions Discord. from there. So let's talk about uh, KFC. I'm hungry. It's lunchtime here. Yeah, I mean, actually, there uh, there's just a lot of ninth gen stuff here with Intel. One first one is Core i9, and I I, I got to say, Intel really missed a chance to make one awesome ass name here. They it's the Core i9 nine zero should have been nine 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 XE <laughs> performance. Uh, Puget, it's a system maker uh, up in Washington, Puget Sounds, or uh, in that area, Puget Systems, and they do awesome sort of workstation, you know, uh, HPC tests on machines. And they actually ran some benchmarks on the uh, Core i9 9990XE. And- which you which you might have never heard of because yeah. it hasn't, you know, Intel never formally put out a, like a press release for these parts. Uh, they're not parts you can buy. They are like high end auction only. Only system integrators can buy them chips. Yeah, and actually, this that is the insane part because I thought originally when this was reported about three months ago that there would be an auction only part. Mm-hmm. I thought it was like auction to end users. It's even worse than that. It's <laughs> like you can't even. We can't even enter the auction for this. The actual system builders have to enter an auction to buy these things for i think 2200 bucks or something like that uh just specs is basically a 14 core part uh very high clock five gigahertz it's basically single core single thread performance is competitive with a 9900k and multi-core it's actually as fast as an eight even though it has 14 cores it's as fast as the 18 core uh, 9980 because of that crazy single thread performance yeah so just all it all evens out because of the high clocks that they're pushing so it's actually pretty nice part but the fact that (laughs) you can't just even buy these from system builders it sounds like well and i mean people had a hard enough time getting a 9900k right (laughs) so yeah but that's got to be even worse but that all the whole 900k is just early production i'm sure it's easy to find easier to find today than it was at launch Uh, but this is like you're, it's auction only, um, twenty three hundred bucks. Sorry, I, I was under undervaluing it apparently. So this is like this makes a, that Xeon part seem like uh, easy to get, basically. <laughs> well, twenty three hundred bucks this time because it's auction only. It's uh, I guess it's once a quarter. System integrators can try to auction and get whatever's available. Wow, <laughs> it's a it's a unique. It's a and I don't understand what. The rationale for it is, you know, yeah. Well, uh, I was just about to ask that. Why? 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 I mean, why? Well, why not? Well, like go, going through p- 
Puget tests. They've run several different ones of them, like on Lightroom and Photoshop and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Matt Bach is the guy who did the tests. Uh, this thing actually smokes at Photoshop, he says. Like, if you're a Photoshop professional, man, this thing smokes. Uh, <laughs> That's a lot it's... just for Photoshop. I'd, yeah. I'd pay for that. <laughs> but, but, uh... He says it's rivaled by the 9900Ks, you know, high clock speeds. But if you're going to use Photoshop and other things that need a lot of core work, I mean, this is the platform, the motherboard platform supports a lot more than the basic consumer platform does. So this is ultra high clocks, you know, 14 cores, 28 threads in that more extensive platform. So this is like the Rolls Royce of of chips basically it's it's i i'm a little confused that by the whole but the, but the fact that you can't actually get the thing and then even system, yeah. it sounds like there's i mean these are just super bin parts right these are just super bin parts and i'm just yep. surprised that that they're even going this route to offer them mm-hmm. because it really doesn't i mean it doesn't say good things about you know the availability of some intel hardware i mean the xeons were sort of hard enough to get and then these things are like what i mean you couldn't you couldn't get it if you wanted to, but there's a, there is a certain crowd that 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 makes it more valuable to them. But um, Peter Peter's asking uh, why why do you think Intel went auction only on this? Well, again, there's like fifty of them. Yeah, there's like they can they can you know they're they're bidding these things out and they can only get so many of them that are hitting the clock speeds. And you know what's even even crazier? According, I'm reading Paul Alcorn's right summary of this over at Tom's Hardware. Uh, there's no warranty. What? Yeah, there's no warranty. Dang. So I mean, I'm sure because you can only get them through system integrators. I'm sure the system integrator would it'd be supported by the system integrator. Warranty. Yes, and that's why. In <laughs> fact, I mean, what are they going to do? Because they can't replace it, right? I mean, no, they have to replace it. Yeah. Well, they have to replace it with something. Yeah. But the issue, the, the there's high risk for the system vendors because it's like, oh, we just smoked a twenty three hundred dollars CPU. Intel won't warranty it like everything else that they warranty, so we just have to now eat the cost of this thing. And, and then you, and give you something that you didn't originally want. Yeah, and then the customer will be unhappy. And, you know, the, the kind of people, huh. I don't think people realize this, the kind of people who buy $10,000 gaming rigs, they don't like being told no, <laughs> right? They mm-hmm. get angry if it's like, right? If you, They can't mm-hmm. get what they, they got originally, so they get really angry at you. So I, I don't think that... It it doesn't really a lot of this just doesn't make any sense. So true, that makes sense. But it uh, sounds like a pretty cool badass. part. It's a yeah. bad part. Uh, <laughs> like, do you remember that last, the very last, um, the five gigahertz AMD part? Remember that thing? It's like uh, ninety five like ninety, I think it was the one that came with the water cooler. <sighs> yeah, though it came with its own water cooler, and then the motherboard that they later was not actually equipped to handle it, and just. <laughs> Uh, sorry, if you already covered this, what, why is it KFC? Oh, and there's another one. Well, because there's two other 9th gen parts. The other one is apparently Intel accidentally slipped that there's some new 9th gen laptop parts. Looks like core count similar to what you're already seeing in the 8th, you know, the 8750H uh, and the Core i9, but just higher clocks. So higher bend versions. So probably run similar power, and then it looks like just higher clocks. So not a big deal there, but the KFC versions are apparently showing up now. These are the uh, Coffee Lake parts with the integrated graphics uh, fused off. 
and they're apparently their KFC is the part. This this particular part was mentioned in an Ida Ada sixty four change log, so that's where this information comes from. Hmm. Yeah, it's particularly the ninety nine hundred KFC, which is kind of weird because the K you know means it's unlocked. F is a relatively uh, new invention. Uh, that means there's no integrated graphics. But in the past, C was used in those weird Broadwell desktop parts that had crazy integrated graphics. Huh. Uh, so the F and the C put together there kind of confuses me. Although it's pretty cool if it actually came in a Kentucky Fried Chicken bucket, though, right? I don't know. That's collector's edition. That would be just awesome because what they should do, <laughs> Intel should make basically a, a bucket, like a miniature bucket, and it should be, you know, and they, I guess they could pay KFC for the licensing, but it would say, you know, KFC or something, but it'd be Intel inside or something, and then you get the special packaging. That'd be pretty cool. Um, and they're, yeah, they're just, I'm guessing they're pretty high clock parts because the, the integrated graphics are off. Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting to see because if the C is actually supposed to be there, because like I said, this is from Ada 64, it could just be a mistake. Uh, but yeah, uh, the other F-Series parts, they just had no integrated graphics and they weren't cheaper and they weren't higher clocked. They were just the same thing without integrated graphics. So I'm not sure what to expect out of this chip. <laughs> I guess they could put the L3 on there, or like the C parts, and then, right? But that seems crazy. Mm-hmm. It's a real weird. I'm curious to see if that's actually a thing and not just a typo. I'm, I'm kind of in my head. I'm like fifty fifty. I'm like this could very much just be a typo. Like the F is right next to the C. Someone has fat fingers on the keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> it has a C now. Oops. I would not be surprised by that. Uh, oh, you mean it was like, oh, man, it, it's like 1230. <laughs> I'm hungry. Let's go. Hey, update that database and let's go. Where do you want to go? Well, let's go to KFC. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised. This whole thing just seems weird to me. Oh, man. I just would love it if they did the Kentucky Fried Chicken bucket <laughs> with the CPU in it. It doesn't have to have the cooler. Yeah, but, why not? You know, it would have the KFC bucket. and it just. And then hey, you, you know AMD would do something some, like that. And then you some would, thermal AMD paste would. in there so it's greasy. Well, you, uh. know, you would get the thermal paste, but it would come in that moist towelette, kind of like packaging, <laughs> kind of like then you could spread it out on the CPU. Yeah. <laughs> I should work at Intel Packaging, just doing the packaging. For for cool attitude. That's a great idea. We're going to go with the paper box. Uh, okay. but this Save is some a, costs. But this is a $2,300 auction only item. Yeah, you're right. Don't even go with the printed paper box. Just go with the plain white OEM box. Nothing on the outside because that, that ink on the outside costs money. So. Uh, Leslie in chat says that AMD will collaborate with Popeyes. Get popcorn chicken. There you go. I see. I it's the shiznit. Yeah. What? Yeah. It's from Waterboy. Isn't it Waterboy? I think it's Waterboy. Well, Popeye chicken? Uh, yeah, Popeye's chicken is the shiznit. Someone kept yelling that all the time. I can't remember. I'm just trying to like sort of like, I, I just wanted, we're going to take one minute to describe chicken levels. KFC, I, for fast food chicken, I think it's not bad. Like for yeah, me. pretty good. I got Church's is down here. Like, oh my God, I'm starving. Let me eat my arm instead of Church's chicken. And then you got KFC. <laughs> and of course, you got local places that are way better. But, you know, there's actually uh, Crispy, Crispy Crunchy gas station mm-hmm. chicken is the awesomeness. We're going to mention them. Hoping you try to get sponsorship from uh, like Flying J. 
Well, it's gas station chicken. Yeah, Flying J chicken. What? Wait, you fly, fly, Flying J is a gas station. Yeah, but it's, it's actually a truck stop. It's actually a brand that they carry in in gas what? stations. Really? Yeah, it's crispy, crunchy chicken. What? It's that, awesome. Really? Yeah, it's oh. really good. Oh. I know it sounds gross. It's like gas station chicken. No, it's actually <laughs> really good. I mean, they should have just done like greasy, chunky chicken. It's really good. I was in Oregon. I was like, hey, there's a there's a crispy crunchy like fifteen miles away. I'm I'm gone. Drove out the door. Wife was like, Hey, you gonna go? I'm already on the road. I'm not I wonder if that's West Coast, because I've never heard of this in my life, but now I feel like I have to try it. Look it up. There may be East Coast too. Just look up gas station chicken. I mean they're not even known by their own brand. It's just look known by gas, gas station, station chicken. chicken. I've had gas station chicken. I've had gas station Chinese food. I I don't mind gas station food, man. Uh, also, uh, Atomic says uh, Bojangles is where it's at. Really? Uh, it's regional. regional yeah, stuff. very Popeyes. regional. Uh, I'm all about the Popeyes. Whoever said that first is right. Brad, also, it, the, the movie was Little Nicky, not Waterboy, uh, according to chat. Well, last thing, it's, Brad. It's hard to keep my Adam Sandler movie straight. <laughs> just, just to offend all the New Englanders, the very best uh, fish and chips and clam chowder I had was in a Shell gas station. In New England. Uh, all right. That's a part hey, of me. Actually, okay. one of my favorite barbecue experiences uh, is at a, uh, a gas station chain in Austin. Well, I mean, they have them other places, uh, but Rudy's, like, they're always attached to a gas station. That's their thing. And, like, Texas-style barbecue. Oh, mm. Yeah. And it's 1230 by the time? Yeah. All right. By the word, oh, I'm, so I'm mentioning that because we're, we're all hungry. <laughs> and that's exactly what happened. The eight of guys like, hey, wait, hang on for, wait, wait, where are we going? KFC. <laughs> all right. Now um, Intel's like, what? Well, we don't even have this chip. We have to make, we have to make a chip now with integrated cash because somebody had a typo getting lunch. Well, that does sound pretty good, sir. Yeah, uh, let's do that. Man. Let's do the cash and. Won't have the graphics part, but we'll have the L3 cache, the EDRAM. Uh, all right, we need to move on to uh, I will, some, I just, some Razor. For, just one last thing, kind of tying stuff together. Do that it. same ADA64 changelog that mentioned 9900K KFC also added GPU information for NVIDIA TU107, TU116, GL, and M, which is rumored to be a GPU without ray tracing the rumored GTX 1660 Ti that we talked about recently. So how does that, that GPU uh, number has also showed up in that same huh. ADA changelog. Wow. Dang. <laughs> See, right. you know what? I get a little lightheaded, too. I just start like, oh, let's just like... You start putting numbers in. Just start putting... And you know what? I'm sure somebody would have leaked the Ryzen 3 launch for July 7th because they were hungry, right? <laughs> it's just like the Snicker, uh, Snicker commercial. Oh, man, I'm so hungry. You start can, just, can like, we, disclosing embargo information? Can we talk about rumors? Rumors. And then we got questions. Ryzen, I, we just start calling it 3, or Ryzen 3000 series. Ryzen 3. Third gen Ryzen? Third gen Ryzen. Zen 2. Uh, also, a Navi, supposedly rumored for July 7th launch. There's just a ton of stories saying that that's coming. Um, no. That means I don't get a vacation. Wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, so here's the thing. That's July 4th weekend. Does it make any sense? Because I saw this, like, and I know that they have said at CES, they said it would be coming mid-year. Mm-hmm. I sort of assumed very strongly and talked to some people that said, yeah, you know, CES is around that time frame. Or not CES, but Computex. Computex. Mm-hmm. But Computex is time for late May, very late May. Yep. So 
it just kind of like July is nowhere near May or near, nowhere near Computex. So would they really launch uh, it? Well, Computex is usually like the very, very end of May or in, may sometimes film to the very beginning of June. And so, you know, July 7th is only really a month after that, which yeah. I think is reasonable. If they're going to make an announcement and fully out it, I mean, that seems like that's reasonable for me. And then you'd see all the computers there from, you know, Dell and HP and Lenovo and stuff. Yeah, I guess. I'm just trying to think back to Threadripper. Eh, I think it was like August. They did the Threadripper original. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was. It was something like that. <sighs> I, I don't know. It just feels like they would. You're right. They do the full launch there, but it seems like a month later. It seems like. Well, but the other question I go like, could they really do Navi like after doing this Ryzen Seven Radeon Seven? Yeah, Radeon Seven just was a happy accident, like Bob Russ says or whatever. I think <laughs> they didn't intend to sell it to begin with. It's just that they can sell it now because the RTX 2080 costs so much. Uh, so I think Navi's still definitely coming. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, obviously it's coming, and July sounds right to me. I was hoping for a little bit earlier in the year, but July, we'll get to see what they have before uh, NVIDIA gets on if the 7 true. nanometer process. If it's true. Fun. These are all rumors, of course. So uh, so you think it's entirely possible. Okay. Hmm. I if, And that's for Ryzen and Navi, or is it just No, Navi? the rumors say Ryzen and Navi and X570, which is, come on, this x470 right um I, I still am kind of bummed that rising got pushed back so far this time around because the last two launches were in april like march april yeah and i feel like they could very well have an advantage over intel this generation until you know intel gets this next gen parts out the door and having it pushed back that far is going to close that window for them a bit i think yeah that's that was the other thought too is like it feels like, yeah, they've got a huge advantage if they could really get these seven nanometer parts out today and to wait mm-hmm. all the way till the July. Mm-hmm. And then what, you know, if Intel, you know, they're not like, get this to put the KFC down and get that out oh, sooner. We need those, <laughs> those 10, 10 nanometer parts and get them out sooner. So I, I don't know. It's just, if they only have a three month window, four month window before Intel's parts come out, if they do, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's not good. No. <laughs> but I mean, it's not bad. I'm, I'm going to be very curious to see it when it does come out. Yeah, I just kind of wondering because it was such a big show off at CES. It feels like if you do the full reveal at in May and then tell people you got to wait another month for it, it seems like that's a pretty long rollout. So yeah, I don't know how much I don't know how accurate that is. That could just be. You know, well, they said mid year. They said mid year for Horizon at least. Navi doesn't have a timetable. Yeah. So we'll see. But then you start, you know, the way launches go, sometimes they go like, well, we're in July. Maybe we just wait for Gamescom to do it there. You sort of want the big splash kind of events. No, they got to do it. They got to do it at Computex because at Computex is where all the all the PC makers show everything that's going to be there for back to school and holiday season. That's like like CES is where, you know, all the crazy dream, you know, this is vaporware stuff happens. Computex is where they're like, here's what's going to be on the shelves this holiday season. Yeah. So I would think if they're going to try to make a splash with Ryzen 3000 series, they would launch a Computex. Hmm. Okay. Sounds valid. So yeah, that's mm. what are the questions there, Adam? We got people worked out? Uh, no, people are excited, but we got a lot of conspiracies. Oh, uh, being I thrown love hearing around. conspiracies. You know, seven, good ones. Uh, seven nanometer is maybe why it's seven, seven. You know, uh, uh, you know, 
they did it with Radeon Seven, right? That is a very good. He was, one. T- you know, he he was here to say, hey, but Radeon they've already 7. used Radeon Seven, though. Well, maybe that's their thing. They're just going to go seven seven, and it's also seven nanometer. Yeah, but they, yeah, but they've already launched Radeon Seven. It feels like they should have saved that for. Oh, no, I mean, you know what? This it'll is be? the year of the sevens. No, you know what it'll be. So. We launched Radeon VII. We didn't launch Radeon 7. This will actually be Radeon numeral 7, not Roman numeral 7. <laughs> yeah. So they could do Radeon 7 on July 7th, 7-7. And that won't confuse consumers because they could buy Radeon VII or Radeon 7. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, oh, and uh, uh, Michelle? 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 Uh, it says uh, the date is uh, it's seven seven nineteen, which is seven nanometer, seven nanometer, and seven nanometer plus twelve nanometer, which is nineteen. <laughs> this is like numerology here. This is like <laughs> <laughs> needs more sevens. Yep. <laughs> I feel I'm just like flashing back to that. Uh, podcast where Elon Musk was smoking pot and just like, yeah, man. Yeah, <laughs> That's yep. what I, there we go. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past AMD after that Radeon 7 launch, though. I, I like that name and all the stupid little jokes it has in it. <laughs> I yeah. could see, I could honestly see Radeon 7. I know that's insane, but... <laughs> no, no. No? No, Radeon I don't think they're... I think not Radeon 7. I bet you Navi... There's going to be no Radeon 7 replacement at Computex, I doubt. I bet you it'd be replacing Polaris. So mainstream and lower. Oh, wait, really? Oh, yeah, mean, that, that would be my guess. I don't think they're going to have a Radeon 7 replacement right out the gate. Oh, so this will be... You think Navi will not be a high-end part? Not at first. Huh. Why is that? Just... Get because they just launched Radio, Radeon 7? <laughs> yeah, but they, they, launched, they launched them, and also, by the way, Radeon VII, because they were 7. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know if they've gotten, like, oh, my God, that'd be like, could you imagine that? You, like, you get the lottery scratch-off card. It's like, oh, my God, you got a Core i9-9990XE and Radeon 7 and some other impossible-to-get part. It just... <laughs> Yep. Fair. Yep. Fun times. Rumors. Rumors are always fun. Uh, hope, I hope it's wrong because I don't want to work on July 4th. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Hopefully they... Yeah, no. That's uh, the worst. Also, maybe that means that Sony's next console is going to be the PS7. Really? Is that the other... Just That's, that was just me. It's not. I would, I would expect that more out of the Xbox because they just put random ass numbers on those <laughs> names anyway. Yeah. <laughs> they might as well. Uh, can we take some questions? Yes, yes, yes we should. Uh, good. Because we have a Discord channel with questions. Question, question, question. Um, let me back it up uh, to a while ago uh, and see what the first question was. Uh, should I wait? Uh, this one's from uh, Foking Fresh. Uh, should I wait to get a high-end GTX laptop or should I just get an RTX laptop? I want to do some gaming on a 4K TV as well with my roommates for gaming nights. What do you think? I'd say you got to get RTX at this point because you're saying high end. You're not talking about a thousand dollar 1060 laptop. Yeah, I I have a hard time paying a ton of money for a 1080 laptop. It just feels like you're just gonna. It's gonna kind of you're gonna feel pretty burned 
unless it's a killer deal. Killer killer I, deals always yeah beat everything, but yeah. I'm a, I'm agree in general with Gordon. Although this is a time of product cycle where you will sometimes see crazy deals, especially on laptops from the bigger companies like Alienware. So keep an eye out for those. If you can find a real rockin' like a GTX 1080 laptop, then I think at a good deal, I think it's worthwhile. Yeah. If I think it was our last episode that we actually talked about that with Elena as yeah. well. So if you go back and look at that, there's some general laptop buying advice in there. Nice. Uh <clears throat> Zep from our Discord channel. Uh, it's a long one, so I'm going to try to truncate it a little bit. Uh, with the Radeon 7 having so much VRAM, can you guys address how memory is used in games? Uh, and then also, is it really a big deal? Because um, there seems to be two sides of the coin on this. Uh, so, yeah, basically, uh, the more VRAM, the better in general. Uh, if you run out of VRAM, VRAM, video RAM, is used primarily from textures. There's some other graphic effects that also tap into it. But if you're looking to play at higher resolutions with better textures, that can really start to hit the memory on the on the card. And if you overshoot the amount of available memory on the card, it'll have to hit your system memory instead. And that leads to nasty stuttering and frame time spikes. Uh, at this point, I don't think you need 16 gigabytes in a card, even on a 4, 4K card, 1440p card like that is. Uh, 8 gigabytes does all right. There are some edge cases, I guess, where a game will request more than 8 gigabytes if it's available. It's kind of tricky because games will do that. We're like, oh, you have 16 gigabytes of RAM. We're going to claim it all even though they're only using a percentage of it. So it's kind of tricky to measure and quantify. Uh, but in general, yeah, the more VRAM, the better. Uh, 16 gigabytes in the Radeon 7 is kind of future-proofing future right now, to be, I would consider that. Uh, kind of like RTX technology in the RTX cards. You know, that's for the future. It's not anything you need right now. Uh, and yeah, hopefully that helps is, is it mostly, gigabytes i think it's fine for 4k but is also i think sort of radeon 7 they did it because of the hbm2 design they had, they needed four stacks yeah. and you can't get they can't get the full memory bandwidth with mm. eight gigs right if you start cutting them <laughs> and part of it is because it's totally just uh data center chip uh chips yeah. and gpus that didn't make the cut because they have a few less shader units or whatever. So you're just getting the cast-offs from that. That's the reason it has 16 gigabytes. Okay. Well, one last thing, though. I, I, Brad, would you agree? Because back in the old day, the marketing, you know, went for ad and board vendors, they would go, oh, let's let's take, say, a 1060, and we're going to make a 12-gig version of it. Because mm -hmm. the consumer is going to go, oh, I don't want a GTX 1060 with 6 gigs when I get 12-gig version of it. Sort of that cynical marketing. You would, you would say that in those cases, it's just cynical marketing from that's been yeah. done over the years by the industry yeah it has um i'd say for 1080p gaming uh if you can get eight gigs of memory great uh four gigs at the 1080p resolution should be fine in the majority of cases although there are some where you might have to dial back the textures from ultra to high i think for 1440p and 4k gaming you know, 8K is, a, is the sweet spot. That's where you want to be. If you can get more, great. 8 gigs, not 8K. 
Yeah. Eight gigs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, on that same question, uh, do we think that NVIDIA will switch to HBM2 memory? This one's from C- CGFU. Uh, or do you think they'll stick with uh, and try to push more out of DDR6? They already use it in, you know, the uh, data center machine learning GPUs that they're willing to pay the premium that HBM2 you need to pay to get it. I don't expect to see HBM2 and consumer parts from NVIDIA anytime too soon. I would expect them to continue with GDDR6 and whatnot. Just doesn't make any sense for cost, yeah. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's real easy to throw the memory chips on the board, whereas HBM2 is like completely changes the chip design. Uh, you're beholden to the availability of HBM2. Uh, part of the reason that I think AMD wanted to embrace HBM2 is because it has significant power savings, which is good for them because their GPUs are less power efficient than NVIDIA's. So it makes sense for them to switch to HBM2 in their ultra high end parts, but I think it makes less sense for NVIDIA. All right. Uh, here's a very pointed question from Trolling Thunder. Uh, oh. what, are, what are our thoughts on the new QLC NAND drives uh, and their usefulness versus lower endurance and performance? Are these the kind of drives that are still good for Steam game drives? I honestly think they're fine. Um, I've seen, well, it just, it really comes down to, it really comes down to the actual drive maker, the controller, the firmware. A lot of the cache that, size. The cache, there's a lot of there have been a lot of problems in the past where TLC drives were horrible. I have a couple here that I use for game drives during reviews. There, it's fast. They're no faster than a hard drive once you burn through the, the cache that's used. A lot of that has been sort of um, addressed in the newer designs because they just have more cache built in. But uh, the issue I think is you can't just go, oh, this is a one terabyte drive that's you know eighty five dollars. It this it's half the price of this drive that is you know that's the same capacity. So I'm going to buy this one. There probably the upshot is there's going to be some really good QLC drives, and there's going to be some horrible ones probably if they're not done right. If we do right. have some reviews of the first ones up, including the Samsung. I think it's eight sixty. QB, I forget the name, QVO maybe? Yeah. Uh, and it actually is really good. It's one of our favorite budget SSDs. It does, you know, slow down dramatically once you hit a certain, you know, threshold of how much data you're trying to transfer at once. I think it was like 50 gigabytes or something like that. So it's a sizable amount before yeah. you start potentially running into any issues. I have no problems with it. I was considering picking one up for game drive myself, actually. Oh, yeah, I wish they'd come out in two terabyte two to four terabyte at an affordable price but they're not there yet all right a couple couple more left on the discord uh channel and then a couple more from the actual chat um northern tech hermit uh any ideas oh no i'm not gonna say that one of course no they're not a touring card for around a hundred dollars no sure yeah yeah, i just got them in Uh, a truckload uh eventually Um, but not with ray tracing just also uh once you put down your down payment i will meet you in the back of the liquor store with that card okay 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 here's the box don't look in it all right it weighs it's got some weight in the box okay just go just go uh chef pachi mari uh couldn't multi-card rtx be an idea to help with the frame rate performance hit of ray tracing uh, theoretically, but theoretically, multi-GPU 
would always be great, but it's been going downhill a lot recently, and I don't expect that to happen. Yeah, developers just don't. That's just when you ask, add one more thing to the pile of things developers have to do. You know, it just pretty. It's it can be a real headache too, getting that the two cards to sync up and just it's it's a, it's a lot of hassle. I've heard from many people in the industry to support multi GPU from devs and hardware people and software engineers, driver engineers. It's 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 a lot of work. All right, last one from the Discord channel. Like I said, put your question in the Discord channel, and we'll save it up until the next episode hits. That's the great thing about it. Uh, Sharp Thunder asks, uh, what do you think of Global Foundries putting themselves up for sale with Samsung and SK Hynix uh, looking interested? More competition's always better, but, you know, if they're, they already backed out a 7 nanometer and cutting-edge process technologies, so, yeah, I mean... That is going to impact it. <laughs> it's not good. I mean, there's. it's probably a good thing that AMD got out of that deal because it's, mm. yeah. The fact that they're they're getting out of high-end process and then now they're putting themselves up for sale is usually not, not a good thing. <laughs> yep. Okay. Uh, last series question uh, from uh, Dax. Um, what are your thoughts on the lawsuit against AMD for the FX? Is it four core or really eight core class action suit people just love suing these days <laughs> i don't think it I, I i don't know it's still going on i don't i think i don't consider it necessarily a frivolous lawsuit but it's not anything i would have sued over yeah and you know it's not like they came out with these parts and then they told us media and consumers media basically super consumers they didn't try to hide it they didn't say they clearly laid out the architecture that there were shared parts among these cores so um there was nothing hidden which is a, it does sound like a, a harassment suit or just basically they're going to get money out of them because it's easier for amd to settle it <laughs> rather than to fight fight it all the way through and uh, it is a bummer because it's not like you know hey we're going to sell you this quad core with hyper threading and call it eight cores you know they never did that intel never did that amd of course this is not hyper threading or you know smt it was clearly there were you got more than four cores you didn't get all of the four cores or all the cores so i do think it's 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 mostly bogus uh and follow-up question leslie asks uh can people sue nvidia over dsls for having poor upscaling <laughs> They can try. <laughs> I guess if you're a lawyer and you're just practicing, you end up in Judge Wapner's court or something like that. Can you imagine Judge Wapner kind of like, oh, explain to me what a pixel is again? In a what? Explain to me what Judge Wapner is. I, I miss that era of television. I miss court shows <laughs> at 10 o'clock in the morning. Oh, my yeah, God. What, is, it, is, it, is Judge Judy still uh, on the bench? Dude, I'm That's sure. what I want to know. I'm sure. So Judge Judy... Before Judge Judy, there was Judge Wapner. It was the People's Supreme Court, I think, is back then. So mm -hmm. it was a good show. It's a good show. Judge Wapner. Yeah. I, I bet he wasn't even a judge. I like that a lot more than watching Good Morning in America or whatever. And folks, let me tell you, judges are surly folks. You never want to mess with them, especially in court, because they are like, they are judge, jury, and executioner <laughs> in court. You don't mess with them. Don't be chewing gum in there. Oh, uh, Thor is saying that uh, Judge Judy is the highest paid person on TV. 
Or was. She well, was. Oh, okay. Well, I can see that. I mean, you're talking about, we're talking about the highest court of television. So uh, what do you... Uh... <laughs> and then uh, uh, Brash is asking, uh, Gordon, do you prefer Judge Judy or Ju- uh, Judge uh, Joe Brown? Wait, is it Joe Brown? Who's... Ooh, yeah, it was Judge Joe Brown. Yeah, Joe Brown. Yeah. I, you know, I think for me, I would say Judge Judy. I like her abrasiveness. I, yeah. she, it was the doily. It was like, just what is that doily on Judge Judy? I never could understand what the point was. I mean, the robes is a cover. She'll, she'll up, eat right? into you. She'll eat into you. Yeah. 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 Uh, all right. And then uh, last question from Medix. Uh, Medix. Um, <laughs> this is a question for Brad specifically. What beard oil do you use? Uh, what's it called? I think Amish, Amish, Honest, Honest Amish. Amish. Yeah, hey, yes. I I started using that recently. Yeah, <laughs> nice. I like it. it. Smells nice. Yeah, it's got a good which earthy makes me scent. smell nice. Yeah. So is that real? Yeah. Yeah. The and it's cheap. It's cheap. You should see the the label. It's pretty funny too. <laughs> How do they get their delivery trucks across the nation, though? I mean, that's just that's a long haul bike. No, it's not Amish. It's not hmm. Amish. Oh, what Amish? I've, Amish. It's, it's yeah. Look. Oh, uh, I've, what? I've only actually started using beard oil this winter for the first time in my life because the New Hampshire winters, New England winters finally just started taking its toll. I don't even understand what the point. What does beard oil do? It keeps you from getting beard drift, yeah. which can get pretty nasty. Keep, keeps your, your skin moisturized. It keeps the hair softer because uh, I, I keep mine shorter. So that one of the problems is that mine gets kind of pokey, prickly. Uh, yeah, Honest Amish's classic blend oil has over seven expertly selected premium oils, as well as seven essential oils that target hair growth, conditioning, beard, and skin health, and are full of vitamins, minerals, and antioxidants to help nourish your beard and relive, re, uh, re, revive any irritation of new growth. Relieve, it actually... Relieve. Relieve. It's, it's made a huge difference for me. I looked like a fallout ghoul the early few months of winter, but now I don't have stuff flaking off my face all the time. <laughs> Use it on a Stamish. Yeah, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Gordon looks so disgusted. I'm just, I'm just thinking <laughs> grooming standards, gentlemen. Grooming standards. <laughs> hey, listen, uh, you go to any any person on the street here in San Francisco, I guarantee they have beard oil uh, or that, that has a beard. Uh, they definitely use beard oil. There's people it's definitely on the streets of San Francisco that do not have beard oil. I can tell you that. Uh, and, and you know what? Leslie says this sounds like an advertisement and or a sponsorship. You know what? Man, I should reach out to Honest Amish and try to get them to sponsor the Full Nerd because that would be hilarious. Uh, yes. Yes. I, would, I would totally do it. Okay. Yeah. Got he's it. got like a, a corn cob pipe. Uh, yeah. He, he, <laughs> he just looks like yeah. a... Yeah, it's pretty funny. I'm hoping Intel does the KFC bucket, uh-huh. and then they get people to dress up as Colonel Sanders. <laughs> to You know, like the whole KFC thing they're doing now, where they just get different actors to play Colonel Sanders? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I wonder, I don't think KFC would let go of that. I mean, that's no. that'd be a pretty expensive buy on Intel's part. Oh yeah. You're like this chip is eight ninety nine, so only two ninety nine for the CPU and another six hundred dollars we pay to KFC. Is that PepsiCo, I think, right? Is that PepsiCo? Uh, I have no idea. They can trade them some drones. They can like and we'll do the Super Bowl drone show for free at the Pepsi thing, okay? <laughs> there okay. You go. There you Perfect. Go. We you you know, cross promotional. Perfect. All right, let's uh, let's take us out. All right, hey, check back next week for your fix of PC Talk on the Full Nerd. For audio listeners, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. Also, 
leave us a review on iTunes because if you do, Brad and Adam's beards will get oilier. <laughs> I think. <laughs> Send questions and comments to the full nerd at PCWorld.com. Also, check out our Discord channel for questions. Thanks for coming. I'm Gordon Ung with Brad Charkis. If you have an RTX card, buy Metro. If you don't have an RTX card, still buy Metro. It's awesome. I, I bought a 1080 Ti because I listened to Elena. <laughs> Elena told me to get 1080 Ti. And Adam Patrick Murray is going to hit the off switch. Uh, earlier in the chat, I think it was Peter, a friend of the show, Peter, was saying that my tagline is, I'm hungry, uh, so I'm going to leave you with, I'm hungry, got to go eat some food. And also, I hit the autoplay check mark, so the video is going to autoplay when I hit this button right now. Mm-hmm. It did it. See?